We heard a startling account in our first reading today from the second book of Maccabees. But to better understand it, we need to place it in its proper context. First of all, the Old Testament contains two books dedicated to the Maccabees, which captures the persecution of the Jewish people. The first book of Maccabees recounts the destruction of their temple and the building of altars to pagan gods. But it also tells the story of Hanukkah, which our Jewish brothers and sisters celebrate, recalling the Maccabean revolt and the reclaiming of the temple and its rededication for worship. But in our first reading today, we hear of the continued persecution of the Jewish people. This time, the king attempts to force the Jews to eat pork, which went against their dietary laws found in the book of Leviticus. A ruler wanted to force people of faith to violate their consciences and to go against the very things they believe. But instead of bowing down to the ruler, the Maccabees chose to die, witnessing to their beliefs rather than to compromise. As we hear this account, we might quickly dismiss it because after all, it occurred in the 100s BC. But the reality is there are Maccabees among us in the 21st century. And I'd like to suggest our Catholic Church are the Maccabees of today. You see, our church holds contradictory beliefs to that of modern society. For example, we believe that all life is sacred from conception to natural death. But since 1973, abortion has been the law of the land. And in Europe, many countries, and now here in the United States, physician-assisted suicide is on the rise. We also believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. But with last year's Obergefell decision, same-sex marriage became the law of the land. Members of the church have been like the Maccabees, though, willing to stand up with our contradictory beliefs and to give up everything rather than to violate their conscience. Here are two modern-day examples of this. The first is the Little Sisters of the Poor. These humble nuns who serve the poor and the elderly operate 27 nursing homes throughout the United States, providing health care and compassion to people of low income who would otherwise not be able to afford it. Unfortunately, in 2012, the Health and Human Service mandate threatened their religious liberty, forcing them and other Catholic institutions to pay for health care which violated their morals, their consciences. These humble sisters and servants of the Lord fought their case all the way to the Supreme Court in order so as not to violate their conscience. They stood up to those who had threatened them and were willing to close their nursing homes rather than to do something that violated what they believed. They were willing to become the Maccabees of the 21st century. Secondly, many of us might be familiar with the work of Catholic Charities because they serve in dioceses all throughout the United States. They have outreach to the poor and provide counseling and many other services. But one service that they're particularly known for is their adoption services. Unfortunately, many Catholic Charities had to end offering these services because they chose not to violate their conscience. What was the issue? 
Given that the church believes that marriage is between one man and one woman, the traditional marriage, Catholic Charities refused to place children with parents of same-sex couples. Thus, one by one, Catholic Charities throughout the United States began to end their adoptive services. This happened first in Boston, then in San Francisco, Illinois, and many other places, ending this great service to the larger community. As one bishop, Bishop Pebraki of Springfield noted, he said it was in the name of tolerance that the church was not tolerated. Instead of violating their consciences, Catholic Charities ended their services, becoming the Maccabees of the 21st century. But the reality is that it's not only the church being forced to violate its conscience, but her very members too. A private bakery refuses to bake a cake for a couple and it is consequently fined and forced to close. A pharmacist refusing to dispense contraception or a doctor refusing to perform unethical procedures loses their job, despite the fact that their conscience does not allow them to perform such services. It is in the name of faith and morality and conscience that these people are standing up to make a public statement against the beliefs of contemporary society becoming the Maccabees of the 21st century. But I don't want to leave us in despair with the climate of church-state relations, because there is hope, and that hope is contained in our second reading today from St. Paul. St. Paul tells us that the Lord is faithful and will strengthen us and guard us from the evil one. So if we remain faithful to the teachings of Jesus in our words and our actions, then the Lord will remain faithful to us and give to us the resurrection. He'll be faithful. Further, St. Paul says Jesus is our encouragement, that we can be strengthened by every good deed and word. It is precisely this, that Jesus encourages the church in her task of evangelization and outreach to the poor and the marginalized. Because it's not only the church's conscience that says what they cannot do, but it's the conscience of the church that says what they must do. The church is strengthened by her deeds as she provides services to society at large, the outcast and the downtrodden, those on the margins of society. The church runs homeless shelters, providing a roof for those who, like Jesus, have no place to lay their head. We provide food and drink to the thirsty by our many food pantries. Right now, our parish is undertaking our annual collection for the warming shelter, and we're involving our youth from faith formation to provide food pantry items, granola bars, and whatever else it might be, while the adults of the parish are providing hats, mittens, and hand warmers. This is really the church's conscience at work, that no person should suffer the elements or suffer hunger. And the church educates youth through our Catholic school systems, and we care for the sick through our Catholic hospitals. These are the good deeds of the church in which we find encouragement. And society really needs the church, first because we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and solution to all of our world's problems, but secondly, because of the way we serve the larger community in a humanitarian way. The church receives encouragement by all of her members who have lived throughout the centuries, witnessing to what it means to stand up for truth, 
when a gospel of convenience and tolerance is preached by society. But it's the story of the Maccabeans which can encourage us today to stand up for what we believe in. It is easy to do so when we face no challenges to our beliefs, but if, like theirs, we're consistently challenged, will we stand up? One of the Maccabees said, It is my choice to die at the hands of men with the hope that God gives of being raised up by him. Really, the Maccabean is echoing what St. Paul says, that if I remain faithful to the Lord, God is going to remain faithful to me. And so if we were that Maccabean, and our beliefs were being challenged, and we were asked to violate our conscience, what would we do? Would we eat the pork or die for our belief? Putting this in a Christian context, it would be, do you deny Jesus or do you die professing his name? Because one day we might be faced with such difficult decisions. It's happened in the history of our church, and so we must prepare ourselves now. Do we accept what has been handed on to us through the church, or do we follow the false god and the new religion of society? For me, it's with the saints who have professed this faith. For me, I stand with the church and with our 2,000-year history. And for her, I would be willing to die as a Maccabean of the 21st century.